hello. <laughs> Welcome to the ADHD Deep Dive, uh, the show that's not about ADHD, but is filled with proof it exists. My name is David J. Mund. I'm an actor, director, cinematographer, photographer, musician. What other things? Bald guy, ginger, dog dad. Speaking of dogs, you can hear... Probably you can hear my dog, Judah, getting her drink of water. Um, anyways, welcome to the ADHD Deep Dive. Did I already say the show that's not about ADHD? But full of proof it exists? Because here we go. It's already happening. Um, I had this big joke I was going to say. And today's episode is brought to you by the onomatopoeia. Ugh. Um, I guess I did it after all anyway. So there you go. That was funny, right? Guys, it's morning. Um, just woke up a little while ago. Um, I have already had to make a quick trip up to the store right around the corner from me because I didn't have creamer for my coffee. Um, first world problems, I know, but my morning was off to a rough start without it. Um, so me and the dogs hopped in the car. The dogs and I hopped in the car, ran up, got our creamer just for me. The dogs aren't drinking coffee. Not yet. They're too young. Um, yeah, so my whole plan for the podcast is usually like, get up around in the morning, try and make some bullet points. Um, obviously if I have a guest, it's, you know, doing a little bit of research on them and prep work and, and you know, get the shower in, brush the old teeth, feel presentable for the world, for an audience. But I'm, uh... I'm going through it right now. I'm having a bit of a had a bit of a week. Um and so I thought, fuck it. Y'all are my listeners or watchers. Also, I'm from from northern Michigan, so I really shouldn't say y'all. I feel like that's a real down south thing and I'm appropriating it. Um <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. Um we can go over a few of the, the reasons that I am the way that I am right now, but at elephant in the room, look at this. I mean, you're probably not judging me, but I feel disheveled. I was going to, you know, shower and shave and all that, but no, you get the real me today for the watchers. Um, you probably see a few days worth of unshaved heads. So I've got the little horseshoe thing going around. Got a little bit of a neck beard thing happening right now because I haven't trimmed it. Um, duh, it's just been rough. It's been really rough. And usually these podcasts remain relatively unedited. Um, I don't take out any ums or uhs or anything like that. It's more just if a guest says something that they wish they didn't say, I can cut that out and like in the in the moment. But as I'm doing these solo episodes and I'm just talking to the camera, it's a little bit harder to judge what should and should not be cut. So I'm going to try and remain as, you know, raw and honest as I can. But again, I look like shit. My teeth are still coffee stained. I haven't brushed my teeth yet this morning. Um, I just really needed to, needed to talk to you, okay? Even if I'm only talking to myself at this point that's okay i mean i know i'm not i know that there's an audience but right now i'm talking to myself that's the hardest part it's just remembering there is an audience on the other side of the camera and i am talking to you on the other side of the microphone whether you're in your car on a drive whether you're 
making your art, um, whether you're just cleaning around the house or something, the fact that you listen to me, I do appreciate. If you watch, please don't comment on my chapped lips or my disheveled appearance. <sighs> what a podcast, huh? <laughs> okay, let's just get into it. Um, it's been a tough 2023 and it just started. Um, and again, I say, I say again, I've only said it this time once in the podcast so far, but I'm just saying again, in relation to what I've already said on a previous podcast, I've gone through the ringer of depression. Um, and I have nearly lost the battle to it multiple times. This doesn't really feel like that right now. So if there's any concern bubbling up inside your soul, simmer it down a little bit. I'm okay. Um, I'm just in, uh, shock is not the right word. Let's rip the bandage off. I'm going to try and keep it, um, relatively, um, not anonymous. God, I can't think of the word. Doing things in the morning is a really difficult thing. I got to take a sip of this coffee. Fresh and hot. Am I right? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to sit that right next to the microphone. That was probably annoying. There's no mukbang happening here. Um, okay, so not anonymous. What's the word I'm looking for? Basically, the reason that I am dealing with as much stress as I am is I've had a week of intense family medical emergencies. Um, so I'll try to keep a lot of the information private for all the parties involved. But you know, I feel like I have a space to talk about my side of things. Um, so when last I left you, uh, it was the end of year episode. Um, I have since released the episode that I shot with Gil Scott Chapman. Um, but at the time when it was just us one-on-one, -on -one, I was talking about all these huge things to look forward to in 2023. A lot of it was the podcast, more centered around the podcast. I have since booked a few cool jobs that I'd actually probably um, consider talking about here on the podcast. Um, however, uh, the first thing that happened in 2023 was one of the most shocking and dramatic things that's ever happened to me. It didn't happen to me. It happened around me, peripherally around me. Um, my friends Kayla and Noah were over um, New Year's Eve. Um, you know, we watch the ball drop around one o'clock in the morning. They leave around two, two thirty at night or in the morning, whatever you want to call it. I go to bed and I wake up at, I want to say seven o'clock, seven thirty, to a phone call from my sister saying that I needed to get downstate because she was on the way to the hospital with my dad um, and they were in an ambulance. So she was riding in the front of the ambulance. He's obviously in the, in the back. Um, and again, I'm going to try and dance around some of the specifics. Um, you know, I'm sure if I was a medical professional, I'd have to be cautious about HIPAA violations and so on. Um, but right now I'm just kind of privacy for my family, I guess privacy for the people involved. I haven't really talked to them about it. So again, I'll try to just focus this from my perspective, my point of view. 
So essentially, um, you know, the theory was that it was an intense stroke, but more so whatever stroke had happened or whatever. The main fear that was happening was um, seizures that my dad was having. Um, apparently, uh, hang on. <laughs> this is fun. A little, a little pause. My friend Molly's here. She's calling. So I'm just, we're just going to answer. Hey, Molly. Oh my God. Is it real? Is it really you? It's me. And you're on the podcast right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no. Um, tell you what. Uh, I'm talking about my week, so I will let you go and I will call you back shortly, but you bet your ass this is staying in. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I'll talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Molly and I have been playing a, a fun game of a, a tag on the phone, a back and forth. I've been trying to reach each other for like two days. Um, uh, Molly's one of my absolute dearest friends. Um, I think I've talked about her on the podcast before, just very creatively inspirational. We met as soon as I moved out here. She's a great person and she's going to be on the podcast soon. She's just the busiest fucking person I know. So it's been hard to line up our schedules, but I believe towards the end of the month, I want to say we're shooting January 30th. I don't know if, um, I don't know if that's, it'll air the following week, but she's going to be on the podcast. Anyways, before I was so rudely interrupted, I'm just kidding. Um, so yeah, I get a, I get a call from my sister. She's in the ambulance with my dad. She says I need to come. And one of the really overwhelming things in my life is that there's always something happening with my parents medically. Um, uh, my mom and my stepdad, who I actually <clears throat> call dad as well, both my biological father and my stepdad, have both been dads to me my whole life. So they're both dad. Um, hang on, sip of coffee. This is tough. So when she initially told me that she was in the ambulance with my dad, I thought that it was my stepdad. Um, he's a little bit of an older guy. He's had some medical issues in the past. And same with, um, you know, my mom. As a family, we've been kind of used to doctor's visits and ambulance rides and hospital stays with both my mom and my stepdad. But my dad is just not that guy. Um, he it just, he's you, I don't know if it's because he doesn't go to the doctor or because, you know, there's no, or by choice or because there's no real need to that he sees in the short term. Anyways, just, I'm not used to hearing about medical issues with my biological father. So I get a text about 10 minutes later after she calls me and I'm like prepping again, thinking that this is my stepdad in the, in the ambulance. And my sister Haley, older sister texts me and tells me to pick up my younger siblings who are the, uh, a children of my biological father, which then clicked to me that this was my dad. Um, and not that we were dealing with something more serious or severe it's just your brain shifts i don't know if any of you have parents or family members who are constantly in and out of the hospital but you know as shocking and traumatic and painful and 
emotional as those experiences can be, if it happens often, not that you get used to it, you just become maybe numb to the pain. I don't know. Um, either way, this was this was not that. So the second I realized that it's my my dad, there's a different sense of urgency. So skip all the traveling stuff to pick up my siblings, um, drop the dogs off at my mom's along the way, and I go to the hospital. And uh, this part is probably going to be the most difficult to talk about without um, you know, violating anybody's privacy or just keeping family matters close to the chest. Also, I have to look at my camera for timing purposes and sorry for the creaky chair and all that. Um, if you've listened to any previous episodes, you know that the camera I have only records for a half hour straight. And for some reason, I haven't upgraded anything, so I just have to clip the episode every every 30 minutes or so. So, anyways, I get to the, the hospital. Um, my older sister and I have a conversation with the younger siblings about how we just don't think it's really appropriate for them to go into the trauma room just because nobody should really have to see their parent in any sort of, like, vulnerable situation medically where you're uncertain because I, I didn't know what we were walking into I didn't know how bad things had gotten um so my sister's been with my dad at this point for a few hours from the second it happened and um now I don't think it's really important for the story just to know how but I guess for some sort of context my dad was with somebody when the seizure happened so they were able to call the ambulance, and then that person also called my sister, who informed my sister. My sister came over to my dad's while they were and got there while they were loading him up into the ambulance, and then she rode with him. Um, so by the time that I get there, I think the first time around, uh, my dad was actually sleeping. Um, and you know when you have. Uh, seizures or anything, I guess, brain-related medically, any sort of medical brain trauma. I don't know. Um, but anyways, they've got those those little wires hooked up to your head, and they've got the, the gauze wrapped around it, and then those wires go back to a giant machine, and you just look like you're a cyborg. So, you know, walking in and seeing my dad like that, in that vulnerable of a state, just very quiet, sleeping, you know, it's almost like he's in some sort of medically induced coma because I'm sure that they've given him medicine and shit at this point. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm just saying my dad was exhausted and he was asleep by the time that I went in there. Um, and there's a lot of stuff between that point and you know, the next time I felt even remotely comfortable, that was truly traumatic. And maybe there's another episode in which I can talk about that. I just haven't really gotten any permissions or clearances from my dad or from family or anything to kind of more weigh in on their side of things and some of the extreme stuff that happened while we were in the trauma room. But essentially, um, it got to a certain point where my dad was communicating um, 
there was a lot of ums and pauses and slurring of the words. There was no real sentences drawn out. Um, just general phrases and, you know, you didn't have like full-blown questions, but you could tell that there was some sort of confusion and panic about where he was because he didn't remember really much up until this point because um, the body's in shock. So, yeah, to skip all the horrific stuff that happened when we weren't sure if my dad was going to make it or not, which I think at this point it's important to sort of spoil the ending that my dad is, you know, okay. Um, he's back to a point where he can engage in full conversations with you. Um, you know, by the time that I left the hospital, there was still some clear exhaustion. But, you know, he seems to be doing f fine at this point. I don't know what fine is or what fine really looks like to some people after they have that type of a medical emergency. But in comparison to where he was for a while, um, yeah, my dad is okay. Um, but yeah, after some of the horrific stuff that we experienced in the hospital, there was a small minute of time, a small window of time that the confusion really got to my dad. Um, and there was this pretty painful moment for me where when I was in the room with him, just trying to reassure him. Like, you know, dad, you're okay. You know, my, my dad and I do love each other, but those words aren't really used as often as, you know, maybe either of us would like. I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for him, but I'm just saying, I know we love each other is the main point. Um, but I'm saying this to him. And I'm kind of patting his hand and I'm just trying to talk him through a lot of stuff. And there came a point where <laughs> Jude is getting another big drink of water. Good girl, Jude. Um, there came a point where, you know, I'm trying to just get him to look at me, like look into my eyes and just like hear me saying that it's going to be okay. And he turns and looks at me and starts crying. And he's very confused at this point. This isn't my dad's like intense in, uh, intended actions or behaviors or words or anything but he looks at me and he starts crying and he basically says like you keep calling me dad but I don't know who you are so you know I don't have any parents or anyone very close to me that I love with any sort of cognitive issues that I'm aware of um like Alzheimer's or dementia or those types of things. So talking to someone and looking in someone's eyes, who's looking right back at me, who I've known my entire life, look at me and tell me that they don't even know who I am. That really broke me. <laughs> that part was really hard. Um, fortunately for me at the time, and my dad's a religious guy. His uh, his pastor was there, um, and you know I don't I don't identify with.
Christianity or any particular organized religion at this point. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a Jesus hater. I have my I have my problems with some Christians, but I I believe most people are good people. Most religions have some sort of positive underlying tone. We're not going to make this about that. I'm just saying I was happy that my dad's pastor was in there. A, because I know it was bringing my dad comfort because he actually could recognize him. Um, and I can't, I, I won't let that get to me because I know that my dad was delirious and he's, you know, just went through the most shocking thing that his brain can experience. Um, and it wasn't personal. And an hour later, by the time that I was able to get all my tears out of my face, um, by the time I went in there, he did know who I was was able to say my name, his name, his address, everything like that, all the personal information. Um, yeah, when he said that, I just kind of looked at my dad's pastor, and I just lost it, and I asked him if he would be with my dad so I could step out of the room. Oh, that shit. <laughs> that really, really, really hurt. Um, and I don't take it personally, again, because I know it wasn't his intention. And nothing I could have done would have helped him recognize me in the moment. But just seeing him look at me and see it through me, maybe see past me, and just have no idea who I was, that really hurt. Um, yeah. All right. So... After a quick pee break and a coffee cup refill, um, uh, and intense deliberation with my emotions, I decided that that's about as far as I'm willing to go with that story. <laughs> um, and again, I will. I am going to talk to my dad a little bit, talk to my family, see if there's any more, you know, maybe specifics that I can kind of dive into, just about what happened while we were in there um but the, it's it's really my dad's story uh so i'm not gonna not gonna cross any lines or reveal anything personal um gus is going for his first drink now and he's a loud drinker i'm just gonna point the mic I don't know if you're hearing that. <clears throat> um, also, this creaky chair, as always, I still need a chair. Uh, okay, guys. Um, yeah, like I said, sharing much more than that would probably be a step too far. So I figured at this point, um, maybe it would be appropriate to um, go over some of your questions. Yeah? Um, geez, Gus thirsty boy um i posted on my instagram uh if you have any questions just let me know this is gonna be a short episode um this whole week has been extremely stressful i, I believe that today is actually the seventh so this entire week as in the first week of 2023 that's that this is what has happened um so we're off to a great start uh I plan to be a lot more positive coming out of this. I still believe that 2023 holds some of the most exciting memories that I'm going to make, uh, possibly in my life, 
but definitely up to this point. Um, there's a discussion that is almost 100% confirmed, but mostly confirmed, um, that I will be going to Honolulu, Hawaii, towards the end of the year um, to shoot a wedding. So that'll be cool. It's not confirmed or set in stone, but we're, you know, closing in on the final details. I really still would like to make some narrative projects this year. Um, I think at some point, possibly this summer, I might be meeting with um, some friends from New York. Um, there's a space out in Pennsylvania that they are eyeing for a horror short that we kind of collectively conceptualized as a group a um, few years ago when I lived in New York City. And I think Pennsylvania is going to be where we ultimately end up shooting it, but they're going out and checking out the space. I think I might try and make it out there as well. Um, but yeah, and anyways, I posted to my Instagram, at um, David J. Mund, if you're curious. Um, just let me know a couple of questions. Ask me some questions. Um, and we have a lot of the same askers from last time. So thank you for being consistent. I appreciate you. Number one, most importantly, how the heck is Judah so cute? Let me ask her myself. Excuse me, miss. <clears throat> how? How are you so cute? Do people want to know? Were you born this way? Is it makeup? Good genetics. A total lack of interest. That's the one. That's the one. Come here. Oh, see if I, for the watchers, if I lift my head, Judah just naturally tucks. She's the sweetest, kindest girl. So how the heck is Judah so cute? Fuck if I know. Because she's mine. Because she's mine. That's the answer. Um, okay, Jude, got to shift you. You think you can stay there? Or are you going to jump down? Okay, question number one. Where do I see myself in five years? Um, I used to never be able to answer that question um, because, as discussed in a previous episode, I was confident for a long time there that I wasn't going to make it to my late 20s, let alone anything further than that. Um, I don't know, I dealt with serious bouts of depression and that led to suicidal ideology and that hung around for a long time. And I've only recently been able to shed some of those remnants of evil brain worm. Um, so yeah, so where do I see myself in five years? Five years from now? I don't know. However, I did... I have kind of come to some sort of conclusion in my head that where I'm at now in Grand Rapids in Michigan, I should be here for at least five years. Um, I move like once a year to just either a different apartment or a different house or a different town over or, a, you know, New York City once. I just, I move on a whim because uh, just sitting still and doing the same thing over and over and over again, it just gets exhausting. But for the first time, in you know my life, or at least how I've felt, this feels like the first time that like I'm actually heading somewhere positive. There's some loud noises out on the street. Sorry. Um, I think my my creative career is 
trending in a positive direction. Um, and I don't owe that specifically to Grand Rapids. The location, I feel like at this point, we're learning that you can be creative and thrive essentially anywhere in the online economy for creators. Um, so I'm trying to just make it less about my location and more about my fulfillment, my joy in general. Um, so, five years. I think I'll probably still be in Grand Rapids, barring any sort of, you know, huge career change, which I am open to. Um, I'm not, I think it's silly to say definitively I'm doing this, this, or this, or I will be this, or I want to have accomplished this, because who knows if that's going to happen. Judah's about to bump the camera. Hang on, I'm watching her. Don't do it. Don't do it. Good girl. She's so good. She's learned. Good girl. Um, but creatively, career-wise, um, five years. Okay, right now I'm 28, so I'll be 33. Uh, obviously, the easy one is I just... <laughs> this sounds like a shitty thing to say, actually, as number one, but, you know, we live in this world. I, I, hope, I hope I'm making a little bit more money. Um, I'm dying here. This is another thing I wanted to talk about in the podcast. I'm dying here. Not Grand Rapids. I'm just... Uh, I know you're not supposed to say the word poor. But I feel it. I'm super broke. And with... And and with... You know, sorry, I keep checking the freaking microphone. Um, or the camera. And, and with... Um, this brokeness. The super brokeness. Um comes a feeling of poor me and in poor me is the word poor so i'm not poor but poor me right pour me another cup of coffee am i right <laughs> i can't do podcasts in the morning <laughs> also i'm very self-conscious about my appearance right now so why did I even say that? Why did I even say that? Because obviously I am. Everybody is. It's just something about the way I look in the mornings and, you know, I just feel gross because I haven't showered or brushed my teeth or anything. I just needed to get this out. So just don't judge me. Don't shame me. I need you here, okay? I need you to support me. And if you're not watching, none of this is even relevant if you're just listening. And if you're just listening... Is my voice different in the mornings? Let me know. Um, but yeah, I'm freaking, I'm, I'm drowning here. Um, I've got, I, generational poverty is a real thing. I, you know, love my parents. My parents are very smart people, very kind, and money was never like the most important thing in the world. But if you're mil if you are familiar with the term generational poverty, yeah, it just happens. Um, it is not always the case, you know, if your parents grow up or if your parents are, um, you know, not particularly wealthy or are not part of that, um, imaginary middle class, uh, then, you know, times are tough growing up. And then, you know, if there's not a lot of financial literacy in the home and God knows high school doesn't teach you any of that. And I didn't go to college. Um, I'm just, oh, wow. Hey, Holy shit. Hey. Okay. 
let's try this part again. Let's have a third take where I talk about how broke I am. <laughs> uh, I think that whole part of the conversation is basically over. All of that to say, um, combined with some of the family stresses that I'm going to or going through, some of the personal emotional stresses that I'm going through, the financial one is a big part. So five years from now, ideally, not that you know I understand money does not buy happiness, but uh, poverty uh, buys depression, and I'm full of it. Um, so five years, yeah, that's that's the five year plan. Just for the most part, get out of the crippling debt. Um, and then, you know, learn how to leverage debt, uh, because at a certain point, you know, it's not like I'm going to pay cash for all of the gear that I hope to have at some point, you know, I would like to make some sort of investment in myself and my career by, you know, I, I, if it means future success, setting myself up for success, then you go into debt for that, you know, whether it's putting a bunch of gear on a credit card or getting a loan or something like that. Or maybe the people who are financially literate are hearing me say this and just shaking their heads at me because that's not what you should do. Always pay cash, whatever. Who's, what's the Dave guy, the, the money guy? Either way, he would probably be real upset at me. Dave, what's his freaking name? Dave... Dave, the the money guy, the the big, the big, the you know, the guy. I don't know. I clearly I don't listen to him. So, fuck him, I guess. Five years, I don't want to be broke. Okay, how about that? No, but creatively, creatively, to to legitimately answer that question. Sorry, the dog's barking threw me for a loop. I'm so overwhelmed now. I I do have these dogs, and I I I, I love them more than anything I could ever possibly love. But with that, they also frustrate me and piss me off and give me more anxiety than anything that could ever possibly do so. So dog owners, big relate, right? Let me know, comment and st st stuff. Um, but f creatively, I would like to have some more narrative projects out there. I'd like to put out some more short films. Um, who knows where the podcast will be, if I'll still be doing it. I, I would like to be, right? Um, which is actually something we should sort of talk about a little bit. This solo episode um, was, of course, rooted in the need to talk about some shit. But also, guests are really difficult, um, I'm finding. Um because I just want to give them a space to thrive creatively. And so, you know, if we, they come into the podcast, we can talk about their life and their career and their creative pursuits and everything like that. But it becomes more of an interview than a conversation about art itself. And I'm just, I'm still learning how to structure conversations around that without making it seem too boring and, you know, uh, not scripted, but formatted. I just want to, I just want to talk rather than, interview so with these solo episodes which i hope to do more of again because this is you know adh deep dive with david j mund um the guests will definitely still be here i will still continue to have guests on but you know it's just a lot of pressure to give them a space to promote their stuff with without it seeming too you know interviewee um I would like this to be a different space for artists than just your typical interview. Um, 
so yeah, you know, the podcast could change throughout five years. It could go away throughout five years. But the consistent thing is I'd like to act a little bit more. Um, I'd like to get some more short films and music videos under my belt. Um, so yeah, just the, the plan is to just keep poking away at it. You know, I'm never going to give up on this um, until that big asteroid hits the planet. Mm, fingers crossed. Um, yeah, okay, that's enough. That's enough on that topic. Man, the dogs really threw me for a loop. Uh, what else we got? Let's see. <clears throat> if you were to chat with David from January 1st, 2024, how would you hope he has grown? Was so one year from now rather than five years? grown how would you hope he's grown um hmm. one year is not a lot of time however on that note i have accomplished more things creatively in this last year than cumulatively throughout my whole life so um one year is not a lot of time but it is a lot of time to get things done um one year one year from now where would I like to be um I'd like to be off the um supplemental income apps the door dashes the grub hubs the ship shops all those delivery type apps I'd really like to put those in the past um because again as as they are referred to as supplemental income pretty much my primary source of income um i'd say it's probably two-thirds to one-third um when it comes to you know the apps being the main source of my income and then the the other third is is this um you know the photography the cinematography the, those types of paid gigs um so yeah one year from now i'd hope he leaves that stuff behind him um but emotionally spiritually um I am on a good path, so I don't know where that would lead me, but I would just like to continue this progress. Um, I'm really trying to leave my anger in the past, and I know that anger is a healthy, well, it's not healthy, but it, it's it's an emotion, right? Everybody feels it, um, and it's okay to feel that. I just don't want my anger to turn into rage. Um you know, when I was younger, I used to fight a lot. Um, I was a horrible child to my parents, so I would, you know, th throw things, call them horrible names, punch holes in the wall. I was that kind of kid, you know? And then with my teachers, I would extraordinarily disruptive and yeah, getting into fights all the time. Um, and then as I got a little bit older, it just, it, it's the words um, and it's, volume um i'm very good at hurting people's feelings i smiled when i said that but i didn't mean to <laughs> um i'm very good at hurting people's feelings i'm very good at you know using my anger or rage to quote win an argument but whoever wins an argument when you are the one acting like a child when you're the one screaming and raising your voice you're not a good person if that's you know, your go-to reaction. And sure, some of that can be rooted in childhood trauma and blah, 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 blah. I just want to be a better person. I want to lead with love a little bit more. Um, 
I'd like to let go of some jealousy, too. Um, you know, the expression, jealousy is the thief of joy. Um, or I think that's the phrase. I'm not very good with expressions. Um, I'm always forgetting them. But yeah, I just want to, I want to be nicer. I want to lead with love a little bit more. Uh, I, you know, I talked to Molly, my friend Molly, a few days ago, or maybe it was even yesterday, uh, and we just talked about being more intentionally grateful, having a little bit more gratitude in our lives. So, yeah, just being thankful for the things that I have, namely my dogs, this roof over my head, this camera I'm looking down the barrel of. You know, I get really, I get really in my head about how I still have the same gear and I'm dealing with the same issues year after year after year. But I have not been looking inward as much as I should have. And inwardly, there is a lot of growth there. So maybe externally, you know, some of the gear and I keep saying gear, but I don't know if I, yes, I do want need, want slash need new gear, but it's not just going to like solve all my problems, right? I'm not just all of a sudden going to be a Quentin Tarantino because I have a camera that costs a little bit more than my piece of shit one did. Um, I want to network a lot more this year. I want to find um, new creatives who are interested in pursuing the same type of creative avenue as I am. Um, whether that's actors or cinematographers, I just want to make more narrative films or narrative projects. So meeting people who are interested in doing that and capable of doing that to help me get the camera out of my hands. Cause you've probably heard me talk about it in this podcast in an ideal world. I'm not touching the camera. I like directing. Wow. That was really loud. I like directing. I like acting. Um, I like working on the story conceptualizing, um, you know, plot points. I really like, I don't necessarily like writing, but I do like building a story. Um, so yeah, in a year from now, I would hope that would just be step one in the five-year plan. Just being better to myself, um, and allowing myself to kind of grow in, in new particular ways. Um, you know what? I think those are the only ones I'm going to answer for today. Um, we had a real busy time ahead of me. Uh, we've mentioned the debt thing, so I've got to get to work. Uh, I've got a lot of cold call type things I want to do. You know, I want to reach out to more potential clients and get um, some opportunities squared away that are set up now so I can have some um, comfort by the time they come around in the spring and summer. Um for any freelancers out there, I'm sure you know that, well, typically, this is a pretty slow time. The January, February, the early part of the year is a pretty slow time. There's no real weddings happening. Um, you know, people haven't paid their taxes yet or gotten their um, tax return back, so they're not really ready to spend money. Um, so, yeah, I got to get back to that grind, know what I'm saying, know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I think I've been plenty vulnerable for today. Um, for real, thank you for tuning in weekly if you are one of those people. Um, I've seen the roller coaster of the stats, the statistics and analytics. So, you know, there's the huge spike when it first starts and then it huge dip because people decide they don't want to watch or whatever. And then it's flat for a little bit and then it has like a really good episode and then it goes up 
and then there's an episode that didn't really click well so the numbers go down and as with all the fluctuating numbers so does my confidence in my ability to be a podcaster in the first place so no one to hold them no one to fold them and all that uh i don't know why i said that i think it had something to do with the fact that i'm trying to fold this episode so if you have any additional questions that you'd like to have answered on the podcast please reach out to me um at david j mund on instagram same on twitter same on youtube um i feel like there's a lot more stuff that i would love to just talk about because i have a lot weighing on my brain but that's why this thing's gonna be weekly right and now might just not be the time so thank you for tuning in um i love the shit out of you and i gotta say that to you as an audience but also i'm looking at myself in the reflection not the reflection but in the um, monitor of the camera and i gotta say it to him too right i love you dude I love you. You are worth love. <laughs> That's fucking so sad. Okay. Thank you. Um, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. I'll see you next week. <laughs>